Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to another episode of Home Education Matters and today I'm joined by Ash as part of our Journey into Home Education series and it is episode five and we're going to be finding out how Ash has got on in January. So Ash, hello, how have you been doing? How has January been for you? Hello, Um, yeah January's been good actually. It's been, um, I think it's been a little bit more like, I think we found our rhythm again a little bit better um, and I think part of that is I've gotten a tutor for Ismail for maths, which kind of takes a bit of the pressure off me. Because I think towards the end of the year, I was really stressing about kind of um, him falling behind. And I say falling behind in a very kind of loose way because I know there is no behind. But if I want him to kind of be OK with joining secondary school at some point, which is still what he wants to do, I need him. To, I need to make sure he's still kind of maintaining the the kind of level that he would be put in when he's in year seven so um that's kind of taken some of the pressure off because I feel as a maths is a big one um and then I found everything else a bit more manageable I found just just by taking the pressure off there a little bit I found it easier he's found it a lot easier because we're going into world war ii now we're looking at the second world war and that's something he's really really interested in um and so we've linked our literacy to that and all those sorts of things so um yeah it's been a good month I would say January's been a more positive month do you feel now you're ticking off the maths that that just calms calms that bit of you down that is like I'm not doing enough I'm not doing enough yeah I think it just takes the yeah the pressure like I said the pressure off a little bit and also um I think sometimes children do need a change of face and not all children but certainly with Ismail I think because it was just me and him for a lot of the learning that we've done so far and then I was kind of juggling because I have a toddler as well so it's got a little sister um and then also on top of that just work and everything just everything that comes into life basically I think sometimes um it's it, and obviously Ismail's home education has been such a big priority that I feel almost resentful when I'm having to do other things because I feel as though then I'm not giving him my full attention so now that I've got somebody else sharing the load a big chunk of the load because maths I think is one of those big ones that we like to do every day in some element anyway so I think it's quite nice to have that pressure off and it's just given me um the I think breathing space really to be able to focus on the other areas and just in, get, get to enjoying it again a bit more so that's been really positive I think. Does your maths tutor set you set Ismail work to do through the week so yeah, so, so maths completely is maths completely like off for you now care. well it mm. is basically I don't work on Fridays at all so I, I my hours on fr- Fridays are basically dedicated kind of consolidating the things that Ismail's done on through the week on Fridays and any kind of like areas we, we might go on a field trip on field trip that's very American isn't it I mean we might mm. go on go, go and visit somewhere or do something on a Friday so um he sees the tutor twice a week but on the other days work is set for him to be able to do those those things so and on top of that on a daily basis he's got kind of he's pledged to the maths tutor to do kind of 15 minutes of 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 things every day anyway on top of the work that's being set so I don't feel like he thinks it's too much I think the structure has helped him a little bit even though he will fight against it in a in a way because he'll say oh I don't want to do this this is boring 
but I think when he's in into it, then he he's it's giving him those little um, boosts of confidence when he's doing the things that he wasn't very good at doing before. So, for example, we've been focusing on things like multiplying decimals and, and things like that at the moment. And I think he found it really overwhelming last week. He was in tears actually last week because he felt like he couldn't do it. And then when I sat down with him on the Friday, we just went through everything and he, he just felt so much better being able to do it. And this week's been much more positive based on the back of that as well. So I think those little boosts to his self-confidence are really helpful. I am a little bit concerned about kind of him saying things like, oh, it's boring. But I don't know, it's just really difficult to say, oh, well, it'll be completely child-led and it's not going to choose what he wants to do in maths because there are certain things you just have to do if you want to stay aligned with a curriculum. So I think it's just one of those things that he's going to have to accept because in year seven, if he does decide to go into secondary school, he is going to follow have to follow the curriculum that they set for him. Yeah, and I think I think in some ways there's a built-in time pressure, isn't there? Because you've got September as a possible re-entry into the school system because I know that there'll be people listening who will say, well, you know, if if um, if your child was child, if learning was child led, then if he if Ismail found maths uninteresting, you could just not do it until he finds it interesting. But it does put a certain pressure on, like, will he ever find it interesting? I mean, I personally really don't find maths interesting and never have. And I think given if I'd been child led, I would not have ever done any maths. I would just have opted out of it completely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. I think he does enjoy. It. He always said maths is more favourable to him than English. But I think I think there's an element of like anything formal le learning is 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 very off putting to him still. So you know how um I've read a lot about this kind of when to when children first come out of school and they have that period of kind of unschooling or kind of like figuring out where you know. Uh, just kind of recovering from the trauma of school and then kind of finding their interests in that way. I don't feel like we've had a proper chance. To, to do that fully because of Ismail's ambition to kind of go back into the school system. So I think I have to, it's really difficult because there are some areas right, that, that he finds challenging, not necessarily challenging because he finds them academically challenging, just because they remind him too much of school. That's my feed, that, that's what I feel anyway. And, um, but it's really difficult to know what to do in that situation because do I push on then? That's what I've had to do in some things. I've, I've, I've taken the pressure off in certain things, but certain things I've just thought that you're gonna have to do this because otherwise you're going to, I'm saying you're a failure for kind of um, year seven going forward. So it is a tricky position to be in because you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. Like we've talked about before, haven't we? I think it's just, um, I'd rather have both feet out, I guess, but like it's just difficult when you when his you know he wants to go into year seven at, at this moment in time. So, yeah, he's still keen on that idea of going back in. He is. He is. I think the more time that goes on, I think that I feel as though, especially when I see the benefits of of him being at home, and he can just with his mental health and his just his resilience has gone up. And I suppose you could argue that's because he doesn't have to deal with like having to wake up at the same time every morning and having to go in and mask all day long, which is what he was essentially doing. Um, and that's why. But I think the, the benefits that, that we're seeing from it, I think it's not going to take him long to go back into the school system and perhaps feel like that's not right for him however like i do want to encourage him if that's what he wants to do and that i will support him either way with whatever if he feels is right but i think you know if you're at school i was thinking about this if you're at school and you know that most people who go to school probably feel like this is the only option you have to go and there's that element of there's no other choice but if ismail knows that if things don't work out you always have the option of being educated at home 
that might take the pressure off a little bit as well. So I don't know which way it's going to go, to be honest. But I mean, I've, I've got a good gut feeling, but I'm not sure which way it's going to go for sure. So we'll see how that goes. But at the moment, he is still kind of that. His, that is his goal. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, we don't talk about it a whole. He likes to avoid it quite a lot, I think. But I think in the back of his mind, that's where he thinks he's going. It is a lot less unknown, isn't it? Um, if you've home educated in the run up, then it means that, like you say, when he is at school, if he finds it hard, it won't be such a weird option for him to think, oh, you know, I don't want to go to school because he'll have already not been at school. So it won't be that kind of strange, weird option anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And he'll have kind of have an understanding of what it's like, although I think in secondary, it probably for us, for it to work for us. And if his master wants to go down the route of taking GCSEs and things like that, it might need we might need to look at how we approach it with having more tutors, maybe in specialist subjects and certain things like that. Um, so we'd have to think about how we, how we did that. I think in yeah. some ways, when you get to that secondary age, it's it's some, in some ways it's easier um, because. In, in in the obvious ways, it's harder because you've got curricula that you have to keep up with in order to do the exams um, if you choose to do that. But in other ways, it's easier because you can you can specialize down. So when you when the children are kind of primary age, I feel I felt anyway that there was a kind of need to cover everything. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't done art this week. And oh, no, they haven't listened to classical music. I'm going to hold them back if they wanted to be a composer. And there's a lot of weird stress I think we put on ourselves when our children are young that we want to expose them to like a huge array of curriculum subjects every single week. And when it comes to secondary, most home educators kind of niche down. So they do like two or three GCSEs a year. And that means you don't it's much more kind of distilled you know it's kind of slightly simpler and more distilled you sort of think to yourself okay well we'll always do some maths but then maybe we're going to do geography and maybe we're going to do statistics for example and they are, are and they are the subjects and then when you look at your timetable for the year you're like okay today what should we do today let's do a bit of statistics a little bit of geography a little bit of maths ding it's easy like that's pretty much what every day is going to be like for the next year and yeah. and of course as your child gets older they get more and more autonomous so they they take charge of their workload so much more so in lots of ways actually from about 12 onwards it's kind of a little bit easier actually home educating because it's just simpler I, I, yeah I do feel as though I think chaos is the wrong word but at the <laughs> moment it does feel like you're, you're everywhere like you, you like you said trying to fit in that oh, have I have I not given them exposure to music this this week and all those sorts of things but you're right and even in schools they don't do music every single week they do them they, they block them out so they'll have like one week of study, doing that and one week of RE and sorry one to half term focused on music one half term focused on RE or whatever but I think it does put you in a position where you're like thinking I need to do all these things. And I, I love the idea. So I think we spoke about this a few months ago when you talked about how home educated children who do want to follow the, the academic route and do the GCSEs and things like that, they tend to just do two or three GCSEs a year. And that's a really great way for them to, I guess it's it's less pressure. And I, I completely loved that idea for Ismail as well. This was at that time, he wasn't adamant that he was going to go to secondary school. Um, so yeah, I completely see what you're, you're saying. And I think, yeah, there would be an element of him kind of taking ownership of his own learning when he hits kind of 12, 13, but we're not, we're not quite there yet at all. So <laughs> we're still, no, it yeah. depends on the child as well. I mean, yeah. my daughter's 15, she's nearly 16 and she's really only just taking control of her workload. Whereas my son from a age of 11 basically took charge of timetabling his own subjects in. So it depends on the child, you know, some children just like 
are a bit kind of perfectionist and a bit they like their charts in actual fact I did a podcast as part of our sharing our successes season with with a girl called Chloe who is a really shining example of a homemade child who really likes to organize their time you know she's got like flow charts and checklists and, and it's fabulous I mean she's super motivated but some children just aren't that way and some children really just they like to have a certain amount of direction from the parent and that will carry on god knows how long maybe into their 20s I don't know so some children yeah. just do mature slightly differently I think don't they I think so and I think it's important to say smell has a lot of interests and passions that he will absolutely he'll be up with them ready for them doing those things whereas if it's anything that is kind of not something that he wouldn't want to do for himself as in he knows it's important but doesn't really want to do it like maths let's just say or let's like reading a book in English or something he would probably try to avoid that and not schedule that in so he's a very interesting mix of kind of he will plan to the T of things that he's interested in but not so much of the things that he's not so maybe he's going through that transition period of kind of becoming more responsible overall fingers crossed that's what we're going for yeah I, I suspect that probably is the case and I think we're all a bit guilty of that aren't we you know things that we're motivated by it's amazing how much I can find the time to do things I want to do and really struggle to find the time for things I don't want to do and I think um I mean, it sounds like from what you were saying that you've got your mass tutor and then you're also doing World War Two and you're fitting a lot of curriculum subjects into that. So it sounds like you're already doing what most home educators would recommend there, which is that you're taking Ismail's interests and you're and you're incorporating as much learning as possible into those so that that natural motivation he has for his passions is is harnessed in that way by putting in as many curriculum subjects as you can, wedging everything into like the World War Two topic. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. Art, every music, everything. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how much you can put into a, a, a topic. I actually did project based learning for a while, uh, which is which is very similar. And I mean, it's amazing how many things there's almost no curriculum subject you can't add in to a topic. I completely agree. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think that's when if it's in within his interest and it's all linked, you can see it coming together. I think that really motivates him with his learning as well. So that's always really um, it's really nice to see. Well, I know that we're going to have people listening who have been following you on your journey, who are going to know exactly what I'm going to ask you about next, because it's what I always ask you about every episode. And you're already smiling because you know what I'm going to ask you. So tell I me do. about the social side. How has that been going? So interestingly, I have got some news there. So we've, it's not, not major, amazing news or major news, but we've got a session set up. I was going to call it a play date, but I don't think it's my would like me to call it a play date. I still, because... I still call them play dates with my, <laughs> with my teenage children. My, my son is 17. I said, are you going on your play date today? <laughs> well, that's what I say, but I don't think he would like it. I don't think he, <laughs> why are you calling it a play date? I'm not five, but yeah, so he, we've got something set up for next week. So on Wednesday, we've got something set up for him to meet with somebody. Fine. It's taken a long time to get to this stage where we've managed to, to have something set up. So fingers crossed it goes ahead. I felt like I saw a bit of a cynical like that it might not happen it might get cancelled but we haven't had any cancellations so far so I'm hoping with this person anyway so I'm hoping that it goes ahead and um he's looking forward to it well I'm he's reluctantly looking forward to it he's, it's not something that he's so keen on doing it's, it's not I think he feels as though it's being imposed on him as opposed to him coming completely from him he will do it and he's kind of he kind of sees the benefits of it but there's a there's a reluctance but I think that is because it's a new situation and he's going to have to have all of his social tools out of, of how to kind of interact for the first time you meet somebody and that's that is probably quite 
overwhelming and it is for adults as well sometimes isn't it so I have that understanding there but fingers crossed that goes ahead and we can do that he has had some social contact with other people as well so other school friends that he's had and other people kind of in the within the my friends kids and things like that this month but not as much as probably around Christmas time however this is the one that I'm really excited about because I'm hoping that we can at least get a kind of like an idea of as you said asking the parent where, where else we can go where else we can you know meet where, those sorts of things as in to other groups that are kind of happening in our life at the moment because I is do feel like groups are, are dead at the moment I don't know if that's in, that's everywhere but it feels it's like um when I'm researching groups it feels as though they've not had much movement on Facebook for a really really long time so have you put a post out asking uh what groups are going on at the moment so I did a while ago in September in yeah it was like September October time I think it was not recently so it might be a good idea to do that again so yeah yeah I would because there will be starting back up now and I think it's probably a good time just to put up a post saying you know I've, I've got I've got a son who's 10 he's 10 right 11 he's 11 now. 11 oh, sorry 11. Yeah, I've got a son that matters right 11 and 10 is a big of difference <laughs> So I would definitely put up a post saying, you know, like I've got a son who's 11 and are there any groups in the local area that we could go to and, and just see, just see what comes up and you may have to like bump it up a few times, but it's, I think that's worth it. The thing that you've got next week, is that a one-to-one? That's a one-to-one. Yeah. It's Very a one-to-one. Nice. Are you going around to their house? We're meeting in a park, so fingers crossed for weather as well. So, we, but we are. We just thought we'd meet in the park, and I think that might make it a little bit, a little less pressured than being in somebody for for man, I'm thinking than being in somebody's house, and I think it's equally for the child that we're meeting. So we'll see how it goes. And also, there's no pressure to stay a super long amount of time. If you're, you know, stay for as long as you want, and then you can go back. And so I've tried prepping Ismail as to like how. You know, he he can if he wants to opt out, he can. It's not the end of the world and all those sorts of things. But yeah, to give it a go and give it a good go. But we'll see. We'll see where we go. <laughs> Do you have things planned, activities planned, like football, so football, we've got, or whatever? They both like football, which is great. So we're taking a football with us, and it's a place where we've got the goalposts and everything set up, so that that the park has all that um available. So we're hoping to play a game of football. Um, and then there's like a play area, but like a play area with kind of climbing things. And te- so teens would be happy or pre tween, as Ismail calls himself, would be happy with that kind of thing as well. So if it goes to there, that's fine as well. So we've got that. I thought we'd just keep it quite casual. Do you think I should have prepared some games or something? <laughs> no, you're, you're, over, <laughs> you're overthinking now, but <laughs> you're doubting yourself, aren't you? No, I don't think necessarily. I, one thing I found quite helpful if if they were meeting up with new people was to do something like a, almost like a kind, if you give them clues that they have to, or like a map or something where they have to have to kind of talk to each other. So, cause the thing with football and, 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 and playgrounds is invariably when, when children are new to each other, they may not interact much. They literally not talk to each other. Whereas if, if you give them some sort of activity where they're forced to collaborate by talking, that can be quite helpful. Even if it's just like, if you know the park fairly well, for example, or if you don't, you could go and do a little recce and then just do almost like you would a like an Easter egg treasure hunt, you know, like, you know, sort of like underneath the three trees, there is your next clue or, or I don't know, something like that. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. That is, um, we, we could definitely do that because we do know the park really well. Ismail knows the park really well. So that kind of um, helps from, from a familiarity 
point of view, but also, yeah, we can hide the ball, they can find the ball and then they can use exactly. the ball. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it forces, it forces kind of collaboration and talking amongst children that maybe you may feel a bit reticent. And if you do that quite early on, it gets them over that first hurdle of chatting, I think. That's, a, that's really good advice. You, I can you. tell you've done this for a while. So you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> So it sounds like sounds like January has been a time where you've really fallen into a kind of natural rhythm and that the mass tutor has really helped take the pressure off and things feel like they're settling a little bit. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. That's In a good. nice way. Yeah. Yeah. A good settling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you one last question before we finish and I'm going to get you to it's so you've had September, October, November, December, five months now, five months you've been home educating. And realistically, you've got February, March, April, May, June. That would take you to the school holidays. So realistically, you're about halfway through. So I would like you in three words. I've, I know I've thrown this on you. I've not given you any prep mm -hmm. at all for this. In three words, I'd like you to sum up your home education journey so far. Oh, this is a, a tough one. Um, okay, so I would say it's been a roller coaster. I would say it's been um, so the, I'm using hyphenated words, eye opening. I would say, mm -hmm. um, and I'd say it's been um, enjoyable. Like, yeah, enjoyable. I'd say. Uh, can I? I just have to say, and this is no word, but you know when it's freezing cold because we've had horrible weather, haven't we? Does anybody else, um, when it's like kind of minus four outside or whatever the temperature has been, however low it's been, at, during the school run time, during the morning, when in the morning you can see people kind of with the kids, like with the backpacks running to school. Does anybody else have that smug feeling of like kind of, oh, I don't have to do it today? So I don't have much. To do it today. It's so, so much. nice. <laughs> And, and like January, <laughs> and you see, you see these children, and they're like weighed down by these big backpacks, and they're like scuffling along really quickly, trying to get to school at like, and it's like eight forty in the morning, and my children are fast asleep in bed, and I have to say, I do quite regularly think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta take, you gotta take the bonuses, right? That is you definitely a bonus. Absolutely. Yeah, I really that I really enjoyed that in January, not having to wait because obviously we were just doing it last year, and and to get Ismail into school was a real struggle with like you know lots of essentially tears and tantrums basically, and then and then a lot of masking in the day, and then coming back and a lot of explosions when he came back in, in the evening, and just not having that is just a big bonus. So I'm, I would say that's why I'm enjoying those aspects of of home educating for sure because I don't miss them at all. Yeah, celebrate your wins, and that's definitely yeah. a win. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ash. It's been lovely catching up and hearing about your very positive January and look forward to meeting you at the end of a short month next month and the end of February and see how you've been getting on. Lovely. OK, have a lovely month. All right. And you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.